Now give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Can you do that tonight? Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, we do appreciate, um, again, the opportunity. We're going to be in 2 Kings tonight, chapter number 8. Uh, let me say, as you're turning in your Bibles, we certainly do appreciate uh, all that um, the Lord is doing through this church, uh, this body of believers, uh, just great things happening. And um, uh, the, the outreach in the community, all things, I just believe it's going to expand and grow. And uh, as far as your influence and what, uh, what you're doing in this city and for the kingdom of God and also just the church body in general. But, you know, to God be the glory in all things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so uh, I, I just know as you continue to be faithful and trust the Lord and move in obedience to his call, his word, what he's speaking to your heart, I know, amen, that God is going to touch and minister through your life. Amen. Second Kings tonight, chapter number 8. When you get there, stand to your feet. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. I, I, I want to just take my time, preach just a little bit here. And do my best not to uh, uh, abuse your time, praise the Lord. But uh, I feel like this is an important um, message and thought the Lord has uh, birthed in my heart. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of, for me, it's, this is kind of a message that uh, the Lord has given me. And I just feel liberty as he leads, I feel liberty to preach. I feel like the church, this is a message for the church, amen, at large, in our hour, in our generation. And I'm privileged to be able to be a part of that, amen. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 8, when you're there, say amen. Glory to God. Let's read now, verse number 1. The Bible said, Then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household and sojourn whithersoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the Seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass that while he was telling the king how that he restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king after her house and for her land. Gehazi said, my, my lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha hath restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, so she told him, so the king appointed unto her certain officers saying, restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the land, uh, of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Hallelujah to God. Even until now. I want to preach to you tonight with the help of God. It's time to go home. 
Hallelujah to God. Lift your hands all over this house, if you would. Father, we're in this place, and we're desperate to hear from you tonight. We're in this house, Lord, here tonight, and we know, God, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, that what we need is not something from man, not something on this earth, but we need to hear from heaven tonight. And I pray that the Holy Ghost of God would come into this place as we've already worshipped, that we're all, as we've already made an atmosphere for you to be here. God, that you'd extend your hand one more time during the preaching of this word, Lord, and that you would move upon the hearer. God, that you'd anoint our ears to hear. God, that you'd anoint our hearts to obey. And I pray, God, that you talk to us in this hour. Give us clarity and revelation in our spirit, Lord. Not of just something new or something that tickles the ear, but let us see what you've had written down in this book for the ages to come and for the people of God and make a people out of this house that will leave here with victory and overcoming in their spirit. We thank you and praise you and give you glory and honor. We ask it all in the strong name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. It's time to go home. Amen. As far as I know, and, 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 and I wish I would have seen this when I was much younger, uh, preaching, ministry, different things. I, I, I heard uh, years ago, Brother Clendenin, as it were, talk about the Shunammite woman. And that's exactly who this, this is tonight. And I, if I may just kind of latch on to that truth for a moment, if you would. And amen, if you've heard anything about that, you and I both know and could probably agree and assess as we study our Bible, we know that this Shunammite woman, spoken up here in the 8th chapter, she goes back into the 4th chapter and so on. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, amen, she's a great type of the church. I wish when I was younger... I would have seen all that God had vested in a church. Amen. I'm not talking about a denomination. Please hear me tonight. Amen. If I get slow going, amen, somebody just turn the crank handle. Help me. Amen. Now, if y'all if y'all don't say nothing and y'all act like y'all nervous, I'm going to preach longer. So if y'all get nervous, I'm going to be a long time. So, amen, just help me tonight. Amen. Jump start me, if you will, if I go slow. Praise God. But, amen. You think about it tonight, this woman. Amen. And, and so much of her life, as you as we're introduced to her in the fourth chapter, and as her life unfolds in the narrative of Second Kings, Amen. So much of what she is and does, Amen. There's so many New Testament principles that are laid out and lived out in her life, Amen. That she is a wonderful, wonderful type and shadow in the Word of God of that uh, of the church and what He would do for you and I and through you and I. I can't help but think, Amen. As, as being you know young and growing in the things of God and you might be in that place here tonight where you're trying to grow in the things of God friend can I tell you that God just like for the Shunammite woman God has a plan for his church amen it's not a plan of defeat he doesn't have a grave for you somewhere amen hoping you'll get in it one day but he's got a place of resurrection for you he's got a place of restoration he's a God amen that restores come on somebody amen when nobody else in the land had victory this woman had victory can you say amen amen when nobody else knew what was going on she had amen a word from heaven to know how long the drought was going to last what it was going to look like and what she should be doing in the midst of it can you say amen there might have been a lot of confusion in the world around her I know there probably was 
I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but there's sometimes I look at this world and like this Shunammite, maybe we're a little confused. We think, man, amen, what's wrong with our nation? What's wrong with people? What has happened to people's mind and their ability to reason? But despite all of that, ladies and gentlemen, it might be a drought. It might be some kind of a spiritual famine, but you and I do not have to die in the famine. Can you say amen? Hallelujah to God. If I had two good legs, I'd run on. I'd run for you. Praise God. But I'm afraid I'll fall because this one here is bad sometimes. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So if you feel the need to jump up and run, amen, make sure you can do it good. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen. Amen. This woman comes on to the scene. Amen. We see her life. And in all that she is, amen, she, she, we know her past. In the fourth chapter, we introduced her. Amen, she's a woman and, 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 and had a discernment about her. She saw the man of God would come by in a season, ever how that happened near their home or their place. Amen, and she said, I perceive that this is a man of God. Amen, I'm a something folk the church uh, I don't care what it I'm not talking about a denomination but I'm telling you the blood bought child of God has got a spiritual perception about her you know what the anointing is uh, amen and Bible said in 1 John chapter 2 that you need that no man teach you that don't mean you don't need a fivefold ministry what it means is uh, God can talk to you uh, God can use you and help you uh, amen to God she had a perception about her she knew what truth was uh, amen something about this man he come by she told the husband, she said, listen, amen, we've got to make a room onto the house so when he come by, he stays here with us. Oh my, she blessed, amen, that ministry. She, she, uh, she hooked on to the voice of God in that generation. Friend, can I tell you every time you couple yourself with unity, amen, to the voice of what God is doing in a generation, you are, you are helping to establish the purpose of God in that generation. And that's exactly what she did, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, she, she made a place, amen, where he could find rest. And amen, had a place. Oh, you could preach on that fourth chapter, no doubt. You've already heard that. Amen. We move into to see, amen, all that she's doing, all that she is. Amen. amen. She had room for God. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Amen. When she invested in that man of God, when she invested in what God was doing in his kingdom, and she had time for God. Oh, can I say it again? Some of y'all wanted to say amen, but you was too busy. Amen. When she had time for God. Come on here. Amen. It benefited her in the long run. I'm going to tell you something. When I don't have time for him, I don't have time for prayer life. I don't have time to make part of my dwelling place a place where he can dwell. Come on, say amen. Amen. When I have a time, amen, where I can just steal away with God and I have a desire, amen, to God for those things in my life. I'm going to tell you something folks we benefit in that time there may be a time of drought and famine come amen to the nation you're a part of to the people I'm talking about spiritually speaking but I can tell you if you've made room for God come on here my God if you've made room for him if you've got time for him amen it'll serve you well hallelujah hour amen where people or things are just going crazy around you you can know what to do praise God I want to encourage somebody today. Be this Shunammite. Amen, church, in this generation. We're living in a generation. There's some darkness around. I'm not going to focus on that. but Amen, we're living in a generation where there's things, crazy things happening 
all around us. You could go on and on. I'll not belabor that. Amen. But my point is this, folks. She had a specific revelation from the notice this that the man of God, he didn't gather a group of folks there, he gathered her. We don't have any record that there's a bunch of people there, and he gathered them together. But the person that had time for him, the person that had time for God, y'all ain't helping me tonight. Amen. Amen. The person that had time for God, he said, Come here, I've got to tell you what heaven's saying. You see, friend, I want you to know God's trying to position you in a place where you can hear what heaven's trying to say. Didn't nobody else know it, but this woman knew because Elijah told her, He said, Listen, the Lord has called for a famine on this land seven years because of sin and because of idolatry and because everything people are involved in. He said, But I'm going to tell you what. It's not going to kill you. My God, church, I'm seeing people in a world today falling out of church. Amen. Getting cold on God and backsliding. Can I tell you today, don't you dare die in that famine. Come on, somebody. Don't die in that place. Hallelujah. The Bible said, he said, now listen, you sojourn whithersoever you can. When I read that. Amen. You look up that word whithersoever. It just, she, it's like this. She had liberty to do whatever she needed to do inside of morality. She couldn't go out and steal stuff. And come on, you know. She couldn't get outside of the Bible. You're going to mess up if you get outside the Bible. These lights are bright. Y'all are far off. Are you with me? You hearing me? Amen. You, I'm not talking about that. But she, the Bible, listen, Elisha gave her liberty. To stay alive. Church, can I tell you, you've got liberty to stay alive in the famine. You don't have to get boxed in and here and there. But I want you to know there's a liberty that God gives his people to live for him and express a love for him. I'm going to tell you, she ended up in the land of the Philistines. That's the enemy. That's part of where some of the idolatry came from. Did you know there's a New Testament principle here where Jesus said, you're in the world, but you're not of it. Come on, shout amen right there. Amen. Right in the middle of everything that's going on, you think, well, God, I need a special plate. I need a, bug, I need a spiritual bug out bag. Y'all remember Y2K, don't you? Y'all are laughing because y'all, we probably all still got some green beans from Y2K, don't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But you know, nothing wrong with that. Praise God. But. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. We, we, want to, we want to get away from it, folks. And I'm nothing wrong with trying to be prepared for a dark hour and wanting to get away from it. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes God has a way of planting his church right under the devil's nose and giving you victory where the devil's trying to destroy you. He finds out he can't defeat you because, amen, he's giving you victory there. Come on. Amen. Amen. Should she run from it? I don't know. But she found a place to dwell right for seven years. God provided. For seven years, God made a way right under the nose of the enemy. Right under the nose of the adversary. He gave her victory where it didn't look like she should have victory. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we think God ought to do it a certain way. Amen. We all kind of get a Pentecostal commune, a little com Pentecostal compound. I'll just live right there and share green beans together. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we just build up some supplies. Amen. Amen. Learn how to make a 
learn how to make a fire with a magnifying glass because we might need that one day. I'm not against those things. I'm, I'm, if, you, if you're into that, praise God. Hey, man, that's all right. I do a little bit myself every now and then. But I'm like, you know what? God has planted me in this world, and I don't have to be of it. This world might be against everything Christ is in me. Amen. But I'm sojourning. I'm a you know what she was, friend? Amen. Philistine was not that was not the, it was not her home. She was just gaining substance there. When the drought's over, that amen, she's going home. She's going back to where resurrection took place. She's going back to the place of revival. She's going back to where the oh my God. Hallelujah. She's going back. I'm telling you, God's had people in this hour. One day, amen. He's we're gonna get the house back. Are you listening to me? Amen. She stayed a pilgrim, and that problem is with a lot of folks. I don't want to see no eye rolling now. Listen, I ain't got good vision, so but I can see I can, I can see eyeballs. I can tell you that. Don't you roll them eyes at me. I tell my kids that. Don't roll them eyes at me. You can walk away. I know if they're rolling them eyes. You can just see something in their shoulders. I caught you. Don't roll them eyes at me, but I'm just letting you know, folks. Listen to me. Amen. We look and we see. Hallelujah. She was in that. Amen. Where the grasp of the enemy. He could just about reach out. Snuff that life out. No. But she stood. Seven years she had victory. Seven years she made it through. One day the drought was over. Are y'all listening to me? One day it was time to go home. I know And finally one day it's going to be time for you and I to go to heaven. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you on this earth. There's a kingdom now for you and me. And God will help us to walk in it. We can have the house back, but you and I are going to have to be overcomers to do it. Don't think, folks, that you're not going to be an overcomer. Amen, that God's not going to require you and I in this hour to remain overcomers. She had to remain a pilgrim. She could not get comfortable in the land of the Philistines. She had to maintain a pilgrim's mentality. I'm going to tell you what has kept me going for as long as I can think about living for Christ, what has kept me going. Amen is the idea that this world's not my home. I'm not planning. Amen. Amen. Thank God for retirement. Thank God for those things. But I, that's not my ultimate plan. My plan is to get to heaven and take my wife and children and as many people I can with me. My, my plan is on the other side. My plan is to establish the kingdom of God here. And amen. And one day he's going to come. Amen. And establish his car. Oh, come on here. I'm telling you folks, I'm afraid we're too comfortable in the world. Amen. I'm afraid. But you know what? If we'll just let God give us victory, we can keep a pilgrim's mentality in this world. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. She had to make it through the journey first. You know, it was a journey to get to the land of the Philistines. She had to go through a time of wilderness. That's something none of us want to do. You know, y'all know how we do. Come on, I know y'all know we're all. You know, I was joking about the Texan thing earlier this morning. I know y'all are all, praise God. Y'all are just quiet. Amen. Just a bunch of quiet Texans. Praise God. Amen. I understand that. Amen. But y'all know how we do if we're going to go camping. Nobody, you know, we're not, none of us. Now you can't, we're not going to go to New Mexico this time of year and camp. Nobody's coming to Beaumont State Park. Now, nobody's coming. <laughs> nobody's coming to the big thicket down here to pitch a tent this, in September. Come on, 105 degrees Celsius. Amen, 85% humidity. 
Nobody's come. Why? Because it's like wilderness. Praise God. We're not going there. We want to be comfortable. That's all right, folks. I know why we do that. Amen. Sometimes if we're not careful, we want to apply that same thing to our spiritual life. We try to craft everything. Where I go to church, the messages I hear, amen, what I like to hear, my ears start tickling. If I'm not careful, I want a comfortable life. I want everything to be comfortable. Friend, I'm going to tell you it ain't always that way. Sometimes you're going to have to fight through a wilderness. Sometimes you're going to have to make it through. Sometimes you're going to have to sojourn and keep going. I don't know when she got there, but when she got there, she established herself and God helped her, but she never lost the mentality. One day I'm going home. One day I'm going to get the house back. One day I'm going where God moved again. Come on here. Amen to God. If she lost the desire to go back to that place where God had moved in her life in that fourth chapter, if she ever lost that desire, we wouldn't have this, we wouldn't have this, listen, we wouldn't have this eighth chapter here. That house that she had built and made room for the man of God, ultimately God, she had, she had conceived the miraculous birth in that place 12 years later. So the boy died and God raised him from the dead in the very place that she had made. Come on. That was her history. That was her, that was her overcoming. Are y'all with me? Amen. Seven years has passed. God told her through the man of God. He said, listen, seven years of drought's coming. Amen. But don't you die here. You stay alive. You do whatever you got to do. Church. You do whatever you got to do to stay alive in this crazy world. I said stay alive for Jesus. Don't you backslide and get out of church. Because somebody didn't shake your hand. Stay alive, friend. Amen. Amen. If they remodel, oh, stay alive. Don't you, don't, don't you die, praise God. If, oh, if they tear your parking lot asphalt up, stay alive. Keep the victory, church. Amen. Y'all know how it is. So many things can get us discouraged and so many things can rub us the wrong way. Amen. Maybe something said, you know, half the time. Amen. I found out. Listen, I preach long enough. that half the time people don't hear about half what you say anyways. And usually that half they hear, it's out of context. Man, they're mad at you. Well, you know, you said it this way. <laughs> Amen. Come on. No, she stayed alive. See, the sojourning part, she had to make it through that wilderness experience. She had to keep pressing. She had to maintain. Not only that, she had to live. Then she had to be an overcomer where the enemy was. Are y'all listening to me? She had to sojourn back. She had to, have, she had to maintain the desire, amen, to go back. Now, I want you to think about that. For seven years, that boy spent his teenage years after he was raised from the dead in the fourth chapter. He grew up. His whole teenage years. Y'all know how kids are when they get some roots down. They just don't want to leave. Come on. Nobody likes change. Nothing's, no, nothing's different in this hour than, than that one I read to you. I'm sure that boy, now that he's, he's 12, when he was raised from the dead, 7, 19, 19, man, he's a whole year into knowing everything. He's, he's a whole year into the, the perfection of physical knowledge. Hallelujah. 19 years old. Now he's probably getting a little facial hair at this time. You know how 19-year-old boys do. If they, if they can grow a little bit, little bit right there, they're going to grow it, praise God. Amen. They just, it don't matter what it looks like. They're just going to grow it. Praise God. He's 19 years old. His voice has done got deep. He's got his, drive, he got his driver's license by this time. Amen. He's got the, he's got the, driver's, he's got the sideways driver's license. Not a, oh, man, he's, he's moving on now. 
Oh, why do I don't Mama, why do he he's thinking, Mama, why, what what is there back there for us? I remember it a little bit, Mama, and I remember those days how God moved. And I remember what the Lord did. And I, re- I remember, but you know, we've made it this far here. Uh, but she said, son, you don't realize uh, we've got to get back to where God's moving. Can I tell the church uh, in 2023, uh, we've got to get back to where God's moving. Oh, I know. Uh, amen. We're comfortable here. Uh, and I know there's things we like. Uh, but we've got to get back to where God was moving. Come on here. Oh, my God, we've got to get back. Back there. That younger generation didn't know, but he was anchoring in the idea mom knows what's going on. If she would have ever lost her pilgrimage, she'd have lost that next generation. If she don't make it back to the house, he's not either. I want you to think about that for a minute. We got we got a whole generation that don't want to serve God. Is it because we haven't made it back to the house yet? I'm not talking about heaven, I'm talking about where revival is. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's too many people that have lost the desire to go back to where God was moving. I'm not talking about just by way of personal convictions and the way things look and all that. You'll have to work all that out as between you and God. and Amen. As he, as he sanctifies you and helps you. I'm not talking about all the personal specifics. I'm literally talking about the anointing. I'm talking about that, I'm talking about that prayer meeting. I'm talking about that place where God meets you. Where there's an excitement for church. There's an excitement and anticipation to go to the house of God. If she would have lost that for that house, if you lose that for this house, she would have never got that 19-year-old boy back there, and you won't get yours back there either. But I'm telling you, if you remain a pilgrim, passing through, and you'll say, hey, listen, this is important. we got to go back to where God was moving. I'm going to tell you, our young people will follow us. That next generation will follow us because they'll see a desire in you. Hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? Man, I would submit unto you as she made her journey through and to. Now she's got to make her journey back. Oh yeah, there's, there's a fraught with peril. There's no doubt about it, folks. Many miles. Amen. Many times maybe wondering, is it worth it? At some point in time, she became privy to the fact, maybe she went home first and realized that a stranger was living in her house. She had to make her way to the king and said, hey, I gotta, I've got to get a hold of the king here. Because if I don't get a hold of him, I can't get the house back. Somebody's living in my house. Come on here. There was a strange somebody had moved in there. There was, a, there was something that had taken over in that place where God had moved for her. That field, that place of, that place where uh, God had given them fruit in the land. That place where God had blessed their life. You come on here. Church cannot tell you we're the same as her. Amen. There's three things I would submit unto you. That this woman beyond the overcoming the, the wilderness and the sojourning and the pilgrim, the things I've already preached. There's literally three things that I can see in this text. Two are obvious and one is a little hidden. But we'll get into them. Amen. That helped her get the house back. When she realized, amen, when she got there, that, there, that, that, that something, somebody else was living there. Evidently she had gotten to the place and she realized, she said, man, what do I do? You know the first thing she recovered. You know the first thing that helped her get the house back is the very same thing that you and I have got to duplicate. What did she do? The Bible said she made her way to the king's court and she cried unto the king. Oh my God.
on church. I don't know about you. I know you've heard a thousand sermons on prayer. I know you've heard read all the books. I know some of us probably know more about prayer than forgotten more about getting a hold of God than I'll ever know. I understand that, folks, but I'm trying to remind the church. It's been a long time since we've seen revival. It's been a long time since resurrection happened in our house. It's been a long time since dead things lived again. It's been a long time, and I'm going to tell you one thing. Nothing will stir your heart. Nothing will bring recovery like when you have a cry that reaches the king. Oh, my God. Come on here. Yes, sir. She had a cry. She said, man, I got a problem. I can't solve it myself. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get a hold of the king, and if I can just get a hold of the king, he'll make it right. Hallelujah to God. She went to the king to cry out to him. Can I tell you, folks, if there's ever a difference, I, when I come into this thing, and it, it was, uh, it feels like a long time ago, it really wasn't. Amen. But when I come in, I still remember Tuesday night prayer meeting. A handful of us young people would show up at that Tuesday night prayer meeting. And I can still hear Sister Pendergrass praying. I can still hear Brother Hignot praying. I thought, man, those saints would pray for an hour, hour and a half. They'd pray the fire down. Are y'all with me here tonight? I knew, I listen, I just had just gotten in. I didn't know much, but I knew if God was moving, it was because they knew how to pray. I'm going to tell you, if God was moving, it was because they knew where the house was. They were crying out to the king, my God, church, nothing's changed. If you and I are going to see anything happen in our hour, we've got to have a cry that reaches the king. Hallelujah. She had to go in. She stood in the outer courtyard. She wasn't invited into the presence of the king yet. That was going to come later. But what she had to do was she had to, amen, demonstrate that she was serious about getting an answer. That may be one aspect of prayer that we follow. We don't demonstrate that we're serious about getting an answer. I've fallen fall there a thousand times, folks. Come on, you can say amen, but you don't have to. I'll do it for you, say Ooh, hallelujah to God. I know, listen to me. That, that, that older generation, I remember that Tuesday night prayer. Listen, man, they could pray. Folks, I'm telling you, pray the fire down. Amen. Sister Nan Wood in that house. Oh, man, I'm telling you, she could pray. She'd seek God. Speak, listen, build up that most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. She'd pray in the Holy Ghost, man, and God would move. I'm telling you, it was powerful, folks. Amen to God. I remember that. I remember that. They had a demonstration. Sister Wood, I remember her saying, she would tell us young people. She's 88 years old, and she told us young people. She said, babies, I want y'all to listen to me. She said, don't you put up with dead church. Don't she say, if it's going to be dead, she said, you, have, you bring the life with you. Amen. She, oh, come on here. She said, my God, she said, don't you die in religion. What was she saying? Don't die in the wilderness. That's what she's saying. Because sometimes it gets dry, and sometimes it gets hard, and sometimes you don't know how to pray. I've been there. You could say amen. Hallelujah. But you know what you do? You stand in that courtyard and you may not see the king. You stand in that courtyard and you may not see any change, any movement. But you just keep crying. Come on here. Hallelujah to God. She didn't just show up and they said, oh, there she is. Come on in. She showed up and she stayed in that outer court and she began to cry out to the king. Are you listening to me? She probably didn't see any change for a while. 
I'm sure she cried out for a little while before there was any attention brought to the fat. Church, sometimes there's going to be difficult. I'm going to tell you something. But there's nothing that will, call, that will bring recovery to our hour like getting a cry that reaches the king. I'm going to tell you, she, she said, you know what? I'm going to get a hold of an authority that can do something about this. I can't evict this strong man that's living in this house, but I know one who can. Oh, come on. You might be faced with a situation that you can't do a whole lot about. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. You can get a hold of a king, and he's got all the power. He's got all the authority. He's got all the ability that is needed. Amen. To do whatever is needed in your situation. Amen. But what your eyes rose got to be is to have a cry that gets a hold of the king. Hallelujah to God. Amen. She had a cry that reached the king. Not only was she an overcomer in that wilderness, not only did she maintain a pilgrim's mentality, amen, not only, hallelujah to God, did she, amen, do those things that we talked about earlier, but she had a cry, but I'll tell you something else she did. When Gehazi and things begin to stir in the king's court, are y'all with me tonight? You bunch of quiet Texans, hallelujah. Amen, when the things begin to stir in that courtyard, Gehazi looked over the banister, no doubt. Hallelujah. Amen. She looked, he looked over the banister. And he said, King. Now, I don't believe in it just happened this way. I believe God set this whole thing up. The very moment that Gehazi is standing before the king. The exact moment that he begins. He, the king's just told Gehazi. He said, tell me some of the great things that y'all have seen God do. He said, well, I'll tell you what happened one time. God raised the lad from the dead. He starts telling this woman's testimony. And the moment he begins to finish, tell that testimony as he's wrapping it up, there's a cry in the courtyard. Man, y'all ain't hearing me, praise God. But I'm telling you, amen, you, this was a setup. I'm telling you, it wasn't by man. God, God did the, he'll do this for his church. I'm telling you, God's ordering our footsteps. If we'll allow him and we'll be an end time people that'll cry. If we'll have the courage to cry out and be that end time church. I believe God is orchestrating some things. I believe God is setting some things up that we can't do. There was no way possible that anybody could set up such a intricate thing the very moment he's telling her testimony she cries out and he's trying to tell her testimony he finished service said hold on king hold on somebody let me go answer the door looks out there on the balcony and he looks and he sees the woman and her son with his facial hair Come on. he's 19 he's got sideburns he's bowed up come on about as bowed up as I can get right there. That's about it. He, he's standing there with his mama. Come on, y'all. He's standing there with his mama. She brought him back. The husband's got to be there somewhere. He better be. And Gehazi looked out and he said, King, this is the woman and this is her son. This is the people I was just telling you about. Oh, man. You know, see, I, there's something else that happens here that brought validity and brought believability and something that she possessed in her that she held on to that brought the activity and the authority of the kingdom moving her life. Did you know what? That boy standing there with her, did you know what? She did not lose her testimony in the land of the Philistines. 
He died at 12. God raised him from the dead. They're sojourners. He's lived the pilgrim's life seven years. Man, I'm telling you, for seven years, she, that boy's going through teenage. Teenage years are hard, folks. Seven years, she told that boy, now don't look at that, don't watch that. No, you can't go play with Johnny. His scooter's got those stickers on. You can't do that. Go on down the road. Hey, man, you can't do that. He's amongst the friends. He's in the, she's had to raise him out there in the middle of all that. But she raised him separated. He knew what God would come on here. Hey, man, she's raising. Hey, man, she's trying to instill something. She's trying to pass something on in another generation. 19, 20 years old, ever how it was old. I'm going to tell you something. He's standing there. I'm going to tell you she didn't let that boy die out there in that wilderness. Amen. She held on to that testimony. God raised him from the dead and she raised him in the house of God. She raised him at the altar. She raised him in the prayer meeting. She raised him to love God. She raised Come on here. Amen. She maintained the testimony. One of the most detrimental things, folks, that happens in many people's lives as they live for God is they don't maintain the testimony of what God's done for them. And another generation doesn't pick it up. Because if they can't see that it's believable. See, if you're not making your decisions now based on what God did for you yesterday, amen, nobody that you're leading is going to believe that where you're going is where you need to be for God tomorrow. It's just that way. Amen. She's telling, she says, son, son, listen to me. We can't live like this. One day we're going to go home. Tell me about home again, mama. I'm going to tell you we made a house, amen, a room where the, on the house where the man of God come by. That's where you got raised from the dead. Mama, I remember that. I remember when God, oh, son, don't ever forget that. Are y'all with me? Can y'all see this tonight? Amen. She said, son, don't get comfortable here. One day we're going home. My God, amen. He didn't let, he died out there in the land of Israel. God raised him up, but he didn't die in the land of Philistines. Mama said, I'm going to take care, better care of him this time. Oh, she held on the testimony. She maintained the testimony. Friend, can I tell you, don't let your testimony die. Amen. When you're so sojourning. Don't let your testimony die in the famine. You stay alive. Oh, there's too many people that left there. They stay alive, but they don't maintain that testimony. Maintain your testimony before God. Woo, hallelujah to God. I know that's a difficult thing sometimes to maintain your testimony. You're going to have to make difficult choices. That's hard. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to have to say no. That's one of the that's one of life skill, folks. I, I'm telling you, one of the best things you can learn how to do is just just say no. You gonna go with us here? No, I'm not. You gonna watch this? No. I want you to listen to this with us. No. You gonna go? You gonna go here? Wasn't that joke funny? No. Hey, what do you think she's pretty? No. Would you marry him? No. We can listen, folks. We we can learn how to love people. But we listen, we need to learn how to dislike a lot of things, a lot of habits of people. Hey, if we're not careful, there's things gonna drag us down. I'm not talking about having a bad, ugly attitude. But I'm going to tell you something. We want to be friends with everybody. We want everybody to speak well. And sometimes we just got to learn to say no. It's not going to make you popular. It's not going to make you like. There's times your kids aren't even going to like you because you said no. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll help people. 
when you have something you'll stand for and you're not willing to change. Why, why, why won't you go? Listen, and you just tell them. When it means something to you, folks. Are you listening to what I'm saying? She raised that boy. If he, she'd have got there and that boy wouldn't have been with her. to Gehazi said, what happened to the son? Well, he fell in love with the girl of the land of the Philistines. And he's kind of like, you know, he, you know he, he's just there. And they bought, he bought a single wide there and he's working. He, he don't have time for God. He don't go to church. Now, are y'all listening to me? She duplicated what God had done in her and his life. He's standing right there with her. She didn't get there and he wasn't there. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? She maintained that testimony. It's hard, folks. It probably cost her. I'm telling you, it's difficult. Y'all know the difficulty. In our hour of trying to raise, amen, pass something along in a generation. There's, there's times, there's misunderstandings. There's things, times we don't do it right. There's times, amen, we do it the wrong way, but we got to keep on moving. There's times we make mistakes. Have you ever been there? I've made mistakes. She maintained that testimony in that next generation. He was standing there with her. So she had a cry that reached heaven. That's prayer. She maintained the testimony. She held on to what God did. And she duplicated that in the next generation. What's the third thing she did? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be through with this. Listen to me. Praise God. Listen, what's the third thing she did? Well, you don't see it here because it's not mentioned. I'm going to tell you what you don't see. You don't see Gehazi. There's no record of Gehazi asking who she was. What does that mean? He didn't look over and say, excuse me, king. He didn't look over the banister and say, Ma'am, no, we don't want any. I'm sorry. Avon, no, we don't, we don't do that here. Kirby, vacuum cleaners, no, we don't. I'm sorry. Ma'am, did you say, what? No, I don't recognize you. He didn't look over. There was no misunderstanding of who she was. When he saw her, there was no, he didn't say, what are you here for? I'm sorry. I, I don't know them. I, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. Have a good day. I, I said, have a, I, I, I said, have a good day. You know how you try to get rid of somebody? That, ah, ah, you try to shut the door? It's like I got to do the Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. Better yet, don't even open the door. No offense if there's any Kirby salesman here. Praise God. Jesus, Jesus loves you. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? What's not here is there's no interrogation of Gehazi for her. As soon as he saw her, here it is, folks. He recognized her. What happened? Seven years she's been in the land of the enemy. Seven, she's, she survived drought. She's been a pilgrim. She's passed it on to the child. They still have a desire to go back to where God was moving. They still have a desire, amen, to participate in the thing, the kingdom of God, what God's doing. Amen. They have a desire to evict the strange thing out of the house. They have a desire for the fruit that God bore them in that land. Oh, my God. They have a desire for restoration. It's a desire for revival. And you know what helped her? She remained recognizable my God she had a cry reached heaven she maintained the testimony and she remained recognizable church I know we're, we want to reach out to people and we want to see God move and all these things no doubt folks don't misunderstand what I'm saying when I say remain recognizable we got to hold on to uh, 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 personal things and different things that may be and it may not be I understand that but at some point in time, church, you've got to understand, we've got to put the brakes on and say, I'm not changing for that. I'm talking about 
for the world's standards. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. At some point in time, amen, we're going to have to remain recognizable to the world around us. Gehazi looked at her and she was recognized. He instantly saw her and said, King, this is her. He, she didn't stand there. She didn't look like the world, act like the world. Amen. It wasn't all that. Y'all don't get mad at me now. Amen. But she maintained the testimony and she was recognizable. I'm not just talking about the outside. I'm talking about the inside. Amen. She was recognizable because she had a desire for that place where God had brought resurrection. She's crying out. And all of a sudden Gehazi recognizes this is her. That's the Shunammite. She wants to go home. King, this is her. She was recognizable. I, I, I don't know about you folks. But a church that don't want to pray is not recognizable to me. A church that don't listen. I know all of our standards and different things externally. Sometimes they're different personally. But there's got to be a commonality between everybody in this building that names the name of Jesus. We've got to want to live right. And we've got to want to have an external testimony. There's got to be something. God, get out. I, when I first got saved, there was things I was doing and things I believed. Amen. I knew immediately. Nobody had to tell me. I knew God delivered me from that thing. Sanctify me. Help me. You know why? I wanted to be recognizable. I wanted to be recognizable to God. Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. The devil said, amen, the book of Acts. But who are you? I don't want the devil to look at my life or your life and we'd be unrecognizable. Oh the devil knows who Jesus is because of the nature of life flowing out of him. He knows Paul because Jesus is life and the Holy Ghost is flowing out of Paul and I don't know about you but if I'm going to be recognizable as belonging to heaven I want the authority, I want the name I want the holiness, I want the character, I want the mercy I want the blood, everything Jesus is, that Holy Ghost and the word of God, I want to Flowing out of my life. I want to be recognizable. Hallelujah to God. Musicians are coming to make themselves ready. Amen. For this offer service. Listen to me, church. How are we going to get the house back if we're not recognizable? How are we going to get the house back if we don't have a cry? If we don't have a prayer meeting? How are we going to get that house back? Hallelujah to God. If we don't take care of the testimony. Are y'all with me tonight? This Shunammite, there's no doubt in my mind she represents, she's a great type of the New Testament church. She's a great type of the New Testament believer. What Jesus has done in your life, I believe we can see duplicated in the life of this woman by way of this narrative. No question in my mind. Friend, if I'm going to be an effective believer in an hour, where I'm having to live for Christ right under the nose of the enemy. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm having to live for Christ right under the nose where the adversary, the accuser of my soul, the temptation of the, all that. It's a wilderness at times. Sometimes it's hard to pray. Sometimes it's difficult. Oh, man. Hallelujah. But I don't want to give up that testimony. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Hallelujah to God. Oh man, could we stand to our feet tonight all over this house? I wonder tonight for just a, for a couple of moments if you could lift your hands. Amen. Right where you are, just, just begin to, amen.
Get your mind on God tonight. Right where you are, just begin to prepare your heart. Amen for an altar call and service tonight. I don't know where you are, friend. Come on, somebody worship him. I don't know where you are with Jesus tonight. I pray your blood bought. I pray your saint. Friend, can I tell some saint in this house, don't lose your testimony. Can I tell some saint in this house tonight, make sure you pass it on. Can I tell somebody, make sure you maintain, amen, that pilgrim's mentality. Amen. Can I tell somebody here tonight, remain an overcomer. Amen. Don't die in that wilderness. Can I tell somebody, whatever you do, make sure you're recognizable. Make sure the devil knows who you are. Make sure the devil knows because you're connected to heaven. Come on. Be recognizable, not to a religious world. Amen. But to hell itself, knowing, oh, that's one of them. That's one of those blood-bought saints. Oh, I don't know about you, but before you leave this house, could you say, Lord, give me the boldness to make my way. Amen to God, to the courtyard of the king. Give me a boldness that I can cry out. Oh my God, God's done a lot for somebody in this house. I said God's done a lot for somebody in this house. He's done a lot for you and he's done a lot for me, friend. And I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to give it up just because the world disagrees with my Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm willing. Amen. I'm willing to get the, I'm going to go home where revival is. I'm going to go home. Hallelujah. I'm going to go home where resurrection took place. That's where the church belongs. Where death was turned back into life. Oh, where, oh come on somebody. That's the church. Oh, hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. That's a testimony. I don't want to lose that. Come on here. I was dead, but I'm alive now because of Jesus. Come on somebody. I can worship him over that. Are you with me here tonight? Church, I'm telling you, God's trying to get us to go home. Not just to heaven, but to a place where God can move in our lives. Amen. It's where we were born. It's where death was turned back into life. It's where that world knew there was a distinction between us and them. Oh, it's what God was doing in our lives. I don't know about you tonight, but before you leave this house, before you leave, could you, amen, find your way to an old-fashioned altar and you can say, Lord... Hallelujah, I want that cry back. Before you leave this house, you come down this hall and say, Lord, I want to be a faithful goer to that courtyard, and I want to cry to the king. Come on here. Amen. Before you leave this house, could you say, Lord, I want to be recognizable. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before you leave this house, could you find an altar of prayer? And could you say, Lord, I want to maintain the testimony. Hallelujah. I'm not going to, I'm going to live for God in a world that's against him. And one day he's going to grant a move of God like we had. There's going to be a revival. I'm going to go home. Take me back. Oh, that's it. Come on. Take me back, dear Lord. Yes, Jesus. To the place. Come on, church. I first received you. 